0: song is an open letter to my fan. Electric Candy, in association with Channel 4.5 Productions, presents Assault and Flattery with Joel Damron. Dear hipster glasses, I see all the Joel black Dameron. players wear at NBA press conferences, which are ironically also worn by preppy white girls on Facebook. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Assault and Flattery podcast. I am your host, Joel Damron, and I'm coming to you live from the Assault and Flattery studios here uh, in uh, not-so-beautiful Durant, Oklahoma. Um, I'm not going to bury the lead, folks. Um, I want to get right to it. Uh, Instead of saving it for the end, which is better, because... It'll make you listen to the whole fucking podcast or have to fast forward to the end, but I'm not going to do that because I care about you and this is an important issue and it's real and we need to talk about it. Uh, What happened over the weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia uh, is a tragedy. It's a national tragedy. And uh, it's a very serious issue. It's a very big deal. Um, A bunch of uh, neo-Nazis and... KKK people and white supremacists uh, got into a pretty massive altercation with a bunch of uh, members of Antifa and, uh, which is the anti-fascist uh, group and um, Black Lives Matter and uh, some, uh, some guy drove into the crowd um, and killed two people Uh, apparently that's the final tally I was waiting to get a final tally Uh, killed two people um, injured uh, 20 I believe Um, but it it was a national tragedy and um, it was despicable Uh, President Trump of course handled it terribly as he handles everything terribly Um, he was not fast enough to apologize um, he was not fast enough to uh, say something about it. He, uh, he didn't have a real apology. He was very willy-nilly about it. It wasn't, uh, didn't seem sincere at all. It was, uh, it was the kind of sincerity that I don't think could convince uh, a 12-year-old. Um, <coughs> and it was just very sad, and it's very bad. And, I, and I, th- I think all the years that we've been sitting here on the left uh, trying to play nice, trying to make polite uh, gestures, trying to be uh, courteous to those on the, on the right, I think those days uh, are over, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it, it, it is time to uh, stand up uh, and it is time to make our presence known physically. Uh, there, there is no more, um, room for the polite gestures and, uh, being sweet. There's, there's no more room for that. It is time, uh, for us to make a move and make a stand. Uh, it's time for us to, um, take out the right. Uh, there's no, uh, uh, no other way to put it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. These people are our enemy. Um, and it's time to bring the hem- enemy, under heel. Um, we must attack the Republicans. Uh, we must attack them by force and we must remove them from office and from all forms of government because they are Nazis, they are fascists, they are KKK, they are white supremacists, they are white nationalists, uh, they are globalists and they need to be taken down, ladies and gentlemen. They need to be taken down. We must march on the Capitol. uh, We must remove them by force. And uh, we must kill all of them. They are the enemy, ladies and gentlemen. We have found ourselves at a point in time in history when it is now important for us as liberals, as Democrats, to take a stand against the enemy. Against the Republicans, because the Republicans are not Americans, ladies and gentlemen. The Republicans are not Americans. They're everything that isn't American. They are not Americans. The Republicans are not human beings, ladies and gentlemen. They're animals. And although we love animals, although we care about animals, they're only metaphorical animals. So we must kill them. Because it's okay to kill metaphorical animals. Real animals, of course, it's not okay. That would be cruelty. And that would be terrible. But they're not real animals, folks. They're metaphorical animals. We must take them down. We must exterminate them. And we must kill them. It's time to take a stand. It's time to march on Washington. We are liberals. We are Democrats. And we will be heard. And it is time to destroy the enemy Republican scum. We have had too many years of this. They come from a a part of the country that created the neo-Nazi movement, from a part of country, the country that created the white supremacist movement. They come from a part of the country that created the Ku Klux Klan, and it is time to dissolve them and to erase them from our history. We've had them around for far too long, and their way of life is no longer American. And if you are not on board, if you are not on board with us, You are not Democrat. You are not a liberal. If you are not on board with us, then you don't like the gays. You don't care about the gays, and you don't care about women, and you don't care about women's rights. If you're not on board with us, then you might as well just throw all that out the window, because you're just as much of a communist as those Republicans are. You're just as useless to us as those Republicans are. And if you find this extreme, folks, I find it extreme too. Um, I hope my point is made. I hope you get my point. And if you don't get my point, well, then I'll just make it clear here. Here's the deal, folks. Um, As you know, this this show is about truth. I'm I'm not going to go full Alex Jones on you here. I'm not saying this was a conspiracy of the deep state. I'm not saying the whole thing that happened at Charlottesville was some deep state uh, planned conspiracy horseshit. Because I'm not Alex Jones and I'm not going to go full scale. But the thing with Alex Jones, folks. Is he says a bunch of crazy stuff. He says a bunch of uh, theatrical... He's a way over the... It's theatrical things. He's way over the top, way over animated and all that stuff. But that that's part of the show and I don't think people understand that. He, he says a lot of crazy shit. He talks about psychic vampires, all that stuff, people eating babies. But, but the thing about Alex Jones uh, is the same thing about Donald Trump that's so irritating. Um, I don't find... Uh, Alex Jones as irritating as as other people do, but I find Trump very irritating for the same reasons that people find Alex Jones irritating. Uh, And they don't, I don't think people realize it. So I'm going to explain it to you here today. Uh, The thing about Alex Jones is there is a grain of truth in everything that he talks about all these conspiracies that he talks about, the things that he talks about on the show. There's things that are true and there's things that he on his show uh, has said that everybody laughed about and thought it was funny, but it turns out we're, were completely true, and this has happened numerous times. And if you've watched the podcast with Joe Rogan, you, you see Joe hold him to the hold him to his words, and they look up everything and they find out things are true that he's saying. Now, of course, Alex Jones exaggerates everything. Or once one person does something and they're part of the Democrats, he puts them all together as Democrats, and then you know that's his deal. That's how, that's just how he works. It's a it's a show. Okay, it's a theater, but here on this show, folks, it's not that. All right, Jolie Jolie D's here to tell you the truth. All right, Daddy's here to give you the truth, the straight, the the pure, uncut heroin. The the, the keeping it one hundred. All right, that's what we do here. All right, and so of course I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on everything. I'm not gonna sit here like a fucking Democrat, and bemoan this whole situation and act like it was the, a giant tragedy because the neo-nazis are taking over america <sighs> that's not what was happening i can tell you what was happening okay here's what happened now uh to be clear the neo-nazi group the kkk that were there the white supremacists uh, that marched the night before with, uh, fucking, with fucking uh, torch lights, little tiki lights, marched around in their little khakis and their little polo shirts with their sandy blonde hair and their little tiki lights like a bunch of fucking queers. I hope they're listening, because I just called you boys a bunch of queers marching around with your goddamn tiki lights and your little polo shirts and your parted hair. It was so cute. What a bunch of weirdos. What a bunch of losers uh, I'm glad they're uh, getting exposed all over Facebook and social media. that is delightful. They deserve to be fired. Um, we'll talk about that here in a second. Here's what happened folks. It, it don't get me wrong it is all of their fault. It is the neo-nazi fucking douchebags fault, okay it is because they provoked everything. let's be honest they they did. Um, I, I, I think the BLM, which is the black lives matter and the anti-fascist group, the Antifa, I think they committed the first acts of actual violence and they committed, uh, most of the acts of violence. Don't let the news, uh, don't let the mainstream news, which is obviously has a, um, uh, left-leaning bias, which is obviously a very liberal, democratic uh, bias going on. And see, that's the thing about Trump. Um, that's We talked about Alex Jones having a grain of truth and the things he talked Trump does the same thing, folks. He, he starts with a small amount of truth, and he starts with that. And so all of the people who are Republican are like, oh, that's the truth. And they latch on. And so then everything Trump says after, which is overblown and full of shit, uh goes into the same category um it's a sales trick folks it's a sales trick uh i've used it to pick up and fuck girls for uh the entire midsection of my life it it's 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 a fucking sales gimmick folks it's a trick all right you start with something true like when i was picking up girls i would talk about how how my cock is really big and I'm really good in bed. See, now that's true, but then you build on top of it and say all kinds of crazy stuff like I'll love you forever and I'll treat you really good and and I'll never leave you and I'll never cheat on you, which is false because I, I did all of those things. So see, you start with something true and then you build on top of it a bunch of horse shit, uh, you know. And that's what Trump does, and that's why his voters buy in. The whole fake news thing that he talks about all the time, guess what, folks? It's true. It's just not true in the way Trump's talking about it. The news does bullshit. They say a bunch of bullshit all the fucking time. And that's not, you know... Because uh, liberals are just really evil, and Democrats are just really evil, and they're a bunch of psychic vampires uh, trying to take over the United States of America by putting uh, homosexual uh, chemicals in, in, the, in the water supply so that frogs all turn gay. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. It's not what we're talking about. But the news is bullshit, and, and everybody knows it's bullshit. And, and it sucks. It's fucking awful. That in order to get real news about my country, I have to go to another country's news source. How fucking ridiculous. Do I live in goddamn North Korea? What the fuck is going on? By the way, we're going to talk about that too. So hold on to your panties. We're talking about the North Korea situation as well. We're also going to be talking uh, about people and uh, kids and how there's some people that don't want to have kids and how some people uh, don't like kids. We're going to talk about that as well. And I'm going to update you on my doctor's report. Anyway, back to this the news is bullshit. Most of the mainstream media, the CNN and, and you know, NBC and all, all that, it, it is. It's very biased towards liberal stuff and democratic stuff because the people who fund all of it, who own all of it, are liberals. And, you know, they, they want to have liberal stuff on there. I mean that's I I think it's a little ridiculous and it's stupid and when it comes to news we should have an unbiased news we should that's the whole point of journalism we should have an unbiased look at things it sucks cuz I have to go to BBC just to figure out what the fucking facts are in my own goddamn country and it's annoying because uh, CNN does the same thing and so does Fox News. If you're a Republican and you're listening to this, I, 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 I'm not going to say I don't know why you would be listening because, I mean, you know, I say stuff that, uh, that doesn't agree with the uh, liberal agenda. So I can, I, I can assume maybe there's a couple of Republicans listening. Um, But guess what? Republicans Fox News is full of shit, too. Okay, and 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 they're worse than CNN. They really are, because and and let me tell you why. Both sides are full of shit. All right. Let's just let's just get that out there and let's just get that in our heads right now. Once and for all, the Democrats are full of shit and the Republicans are full of shit. The ideas of being a Democrat are not necessarily full of shit. The ideas of being a Republican are not necessarily full of shit. Those are amoral. That's just kind of a, how do you feel about the issue? Okay, but as far as what the Democrats are doing and what the Democrats are right now in 2017, it's bullshit. It's it's a bunch of bullshit. Hillary Clinton was the worst presidential candidate. Uh, Worst, okay, the worst actual political presidential campaign, uh, uh, candidate in the entire history of our country. The worst candidate of all time is Donald Trump, but he's not a real political candidate. He can't be taken seriously as a candidate. Now, he can be taken seriously as an opponent because he's he's one of the greatest salesmen that's ever existed. And we know that because he's constantly sold horse shit and people have constantly bought it. Um. But Hillary Clinton, are you fucking kidding me, Democrats? You you fucking people, this is, I just can't, okay, let me just redirect here. Uh, the Democrats are full of shit. The Republicans are full of shit. It's all full of shit. They're, both sides are horribly corrupt, uh, horribly funded by people with shitloads of money. Uh, you know, it's just, that's just the way it is. That's the what politics is. That's the way the world is. It, it, a lot of people like to say you can't hate the game. Can't hate the player, you gotta hate the game. Or can't hate the game, you gotta hate the player. People say a bunch of stupid shit like that because they're fucking morons. But the fact of the matter is you have to love the player and you have to love the game. Because guess what? You're also a player in that game and you have to love that game because you're in that game whether you want to be or not. Because you're American. Unfortunately, we have to follow the fucking rules of capitalism. Now, and... Unless you sissy little pansies want to actually stand up and change it, then you're just going to have to sit down and shut the fuck up. Because unless you want to get up and actually revolt, which is the whole point of this goddamn country we live in and it being free, is the citizens can all stand up and say, no, this is bullshit. That's why America was created because they did that to England, and England was like, well, if you don't like it, then get the fuck out. Well, actually, it was England, so it was like, well, I have to say, if uh, you're not partial to the way uh, things are ran around here, then then I'm afraid you you, you will have to uh, uh, depart from the premises. Um, So they got out, and they started America. Unfortunately, they killed uh, 95% of my people to do it, so... uh, I don't like the government. I'm never going to like the fucking government. Uh, Sorry, Democrats. Not going to happen. Not going to be on board with you. Because I'm Native American, and you're also part of the group that destroyed my people. So, fuck you too. Not going to happen. Plus, there's a little thing that I like to do, um, which is called actually paying attention and listening um, and uh, looking at what the actual uh, truth is on things. Uh, so, um, the bottom line is both sides are fucking messed up. Both sides are corrupt. Both sides are worthless. Uh, and realistically, folks, I don't want to just throw out my grand conclusion now. So, actually, I better not say that. But uh, both sides are screwed up. Okay. You're not going to win. All right. But this uh, neo Nazis, we can all agree that the neo Nazis are, are fucking. It doesn't matter what side you're on. We can all agree that the neo Nazis are dumb and they're worthless and they're pointless. And so is the KKK and this whole white supremacy shit. We all know that's dumb. We all know that's dumb. The Republicans right now are uh, the the uh, Democrats right now, social media, I can't even fucking get on Facebook cuz all of the goddamn liberals are losing their fucking minds. And I was with them and I was posting shit, making fun of the neo-Nazis and stuff too because they are shitty. Everybody knows that. I was on board. But then today is when when all the irrationality started and all the fucking liberals are losing their fucking minds because they think Republicans are making excuses. They think Donald Trump is making excuses for the neo-Nazis. Guess what, liberals? He's not. He's not. No one is making excuses for the for the neo-Nazis. The only people that are ever going to make excuses for the neo-Nazis or the KKK or the white uh, supremacists are people who are part of those groups. All right. Regular people who are saying, well, well, both sides were, were both sides were doing stuff and both sides were, were committing all kinds of blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. People are saying that for two reasons. They're saying that because they're Republicans and they're getting super defensive because they know they, that this whole thing that happened in Charlottesville is a giant, dark, nasty stain on everything that they are as Republican. And it should be because guess what? The entire mindset of what it means to be Republican, everything that a Republican is, the entire mentality of being Republican directly comes from the southern states of the united states of america that were a bunch of fucking racists who wanted to own human beings so it's outdated archaic logic so it should be horseshit we should make fun of it because it is it comes from that the same minds that crafted why we should make black people slaves the same minds that crafted black people are not the same as white people and anybody who is not white is not the same the same minds that said hey let's get together uh build a bunch of gas chambers and kill all the jews that same mindset the way that mind works is the same mind that created the Republican Party. And yes, back during the Civil War, it was not the Republican Party. It was the Democratic Party because they were switched. Yes, I know that. But it's the Republican Party now, as it exists, was the same as the Democrat Party that existed in the 1860s. The parties just switched. Okay? Relax. It comes from the same place. It's archaic and shitty and tribal and awful, and it needs to be struck down. There's no doubt about it. But the Republicans don't know that. The regular non-crazy Republicans don't know that. They're not smart enough to know that. That's why they're Republicans. And they're just getting defensive because all of the liberals are saying that they're neo-Nazis. They're just getting defensive about it. So that's number one. They're not actually defending neo-Nazis. No one's defending neo-Nazis. They're just defensive because the other side, the other team, has all the right in the world to make fun of them for the first time in a long time. And they don't like it because they just won the fucking election. You've got to understand the Democrats don't seem to get this, and it, and it, and it makes me so upset. Democrats, you fucking made Trump president. You you tried to blame it on all the conservatives and shit, but it was your fault that Trump became president. It was your fault that the Republicans had a giant win in life by getting Trump. It's your fault because number one, you ran Hillary Clinton and no one likes Hillary Clinton. No one likes, there's women that don't even like Hillary Clinton. You had women actually voting for Trump not because they're republican not because they don't care about women's issues but because you ran the most awful vile pathetic woman if you want a woman to be president which first of all first of all it's shitty if you're saying you should vote for hillary just because she's a woman and it would historically be really awesome It's, it's historically useless to have a first woman president just because she's a woman just to have a first woman president as it is to have a first black president. Obama won because he was actually good. Yes, he probably won because he was black and everybody wanted to be like, hey, look, I'm not racist, everybody, look. But Obama should have won. He was the best candidate. Hillary was not anywhere close to the best candidate. She was awful. And I know you thought, hey, we're running against Trump, so how could we not? Well, you fucked it up. She was the worst person. You should have picked Bernie. And by the way, you know why Bernie didn't get the nomination, the Democratic nomination, and go on to run against Trump, who he could have beat? You know why? Because your own party rigged it. You fucking morons. Your own goddamn party rigged the fucking election so that Hillary Clinton could run instead of Bernie because Hillary was a woman and because it looked better and they thought they could get more votes, but they were fucking wrong and they screwed it up. So number one, it's your fault because of Hillary, Democrats. Secondly, it's your fault because for the last eight years, you've been shoving your dicks in everybody's faces. Hey, everybody, look, we have a liberal president. We're liberal. Hey, you have to call me a woman because blah, blah, blah. Hey, you have to be okay with me being gay. Blah, 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 blah. No, nobody has to be okay with that. Nobody has to be okay with you being gay. It doesn't mean you can't be gay. Nobody has to be... Ups- nobody has to be okay with you marrying another man if you're gay. You can still marry another man. That's what we have laws for. But it, it doesn't mean everybody has to be okay with it. And that's where you started going too far. You started getting a little extreme because at the end of the day, you, you, you believing in all of the stuff you believe in as a homosexual and you believing in all the stuff you believe in uh, as a super liberal, it, at the end of the day, those are your beliefs. Those are your beliefs. I know you think they're facts. And I'm not saying that some of them aren't facts. What I'm saying is you believe that they're facts. The key word is believe there. And when it comes to Christians guess what they believe Jesus is a fact okay we have a country where lots of people believe different things you can't shove shit in people's faces for eight years that they're not okay with if you really wanted it to be equal you would just say hey we're gay okay hey I'm a woman okay Hey, I was born a man, but I'm going to, really, I was a woman, so I'm going to be a woman. Okay. End of story. Hey, I'm Christian. Okay. End of story. You you, you just have to say okay. You can't shove it in everybody's faces for eight years, especially hardcore people who are racist as fuck. You're going to just stir them up. You did that for eight years. You sat there and you stirred the fucking pot for eight years. You have to be okay with this. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with this. Because we're liberals and we own the White House. So You have to be okay. No, that's not how America works. Nobody has to be okay with anything. And they have to be able to not be okay with anything. If you want freedom of speech, if you want freedom to be gay then you have to let Christians be free to be Christian. And Christians, if you want to be free to be Christian, then you have to let the gays be free to be gay and stop trying to make laws that prohibit it. That's not how it works. Unfortunately, you live in America, and that's a free country. If you want to live in a religious country, move to Iraq or the Middle East or something like that. They're not they're not Christian, but they're religious, and they're super religious. <sighs> this is all your fault, liberals. It happens because of all this shit. Now what? Now the neo Nazis? No, that that's not okay. Nobody says that's okay. It's never going to be okay. They're not okay. There's something wrong with them. We can all agree they're fucking crazy. But not every Republican is that. And this whole movement now that's happening with the... The the Republicans were winning. And they've been winning uh, ever since the elections. So they've been joyous and running around. And liberals have been losing their minds and freaking out. Well, now something happens like what happened in Charlottesville. And now the liberals have won. And they've won huge. And they're going to keep winning huge. Because Trump keeps fucking up. (laughs) Trump, of course, handles it wrong. So... Of course, it's going to be huge and they're going to they're going to have a huge victory right now. But if you guys want to keep your huge victory, you need to chill out because, you know, you've already won. The, Trump saying what he said the other day, fucking up <laughs> and saying, well, there was violence on both sides. He really fucked it up on that one. That might just get him kicked out. Um I mean, there was violence on both sides. Everything, I just watched a clip that was supposed to be outrageous because Trump said all this stuff. He said the news wasn't reporting things accurately and he said there was violence on both sides and he said it was both sides committing violence. It was both sides committing violence. I got news for you. It was both sides committing violence. I got news for you. The guy who hit people in the car, ran into the crowd, Hillary voter, Yeah. Hillary voter. Democrat. Sorry. It's it's still a win for you guys, and you should enjoy your win. I'm happy for you. I'm just saying you've won. Now back up and calm down because both sides did commit violence. And saying that both sides committed violence is not saying that neo-Nazis are okay. It's not saying anything like it. There's nothing wrong with saying there was violence on both sides. There was violence on both sides. If you want to say that the violence on the side of Antifa and the BLM was justified violence as defense, then fine. Because it was. If you want to say, well, but that violence happened out of, you know, Hundreds of years in America and thousands of years around the world of white people trying to destroy everything and killing everyone that's not white, then, yeah, it is a repercussion of that. That's what happens when you when you um, fuck with black people for 400 years. You deserve to have some kind of backlash if you're going to fuck with and kill and destroy black people for 400 years in America. At some point, they're gonna they're gonna get mad, and they're gonna have enough, and they're gonna come back. And so, what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, was that there was violence on both sides. Both sides committed violence. The uh, side that belongs to the liberals committed probably more violence, and the news isn't reporting it. But it was justified violence, so it's fine. So relax. The news doesn't want to report it because uh, they're being told not to. And it's not some big conspiracy. They're just being told not to because it looks better for liberals they don't want to they're being told to but they also don't want to because they're liberal and they want things to look better for liberals why would they not? they're purposely embellishing it's not fake news in the sense that they made it all up it's fake news in the sense that they are withholding facts that's what they do they have to do that they're trying to win a political war right now that's to be expected the Republicans would be doing the same thing in this situation. They are doing the same thing. They're trying to cover their asses so they're manipulating details and withholding stuff too. And they're saying the opposite. Uh, it's just the way things work. So if you're liberal, listen, you've, this is a huge victory. You've already won. Just stop. Stop because because this this pushing back that you're doing... Everybody knows the Nazis are not okay. But this pushing back that you're doing is is going to cause the right and the Republicans to get even more riled up, even more angry. And then they're going to want to rebel even more. And they're going to want to stand against everything that you stand for even more because you pissed them off even more. <sighs> And to talk about, uh, I've griped at the the Democrats, and um, now I'm gonna take a swing at the Republicans. So hold on to your pants, because that's what we do on this show, is uh, straight truth. If I could act really uh, urban for a minute, was that politically correct enough? Um, So listen, it's hilarious white people those of you who are uh, hardcore white supremacists and uh, I don't know why you'd be NKKK and the Nazi. I don't know why you'd be listening to this, but, but if you are, uh, get over yourself. All right. Uh, all those fucking little douchebags and their khaki pants and their polo shirts with their tiki torches from Sears marching around the fucking Capitol because of a Confederate statue. You guys are so funny. I mean, you just, you, you, you're just so funny. You're just, you're so ridiculous and oblivious. You, 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 you gripe at black people, uh, you gripe at minorities, uh, you gripe at Native Americans like myself, and, and you say, you know, that happened a long time ago. You, you need to get over it. That, that's old. It's old history. You, you just need to get over it, stop wanting, and move on. All right. Fine. You've got to stop whining and move on from your history. That little Confederate flag you're flying around on the back of your truck, which isn't even correct because that wasn't the Confederate flag. The flag of the Confederacy looks very similar to Texas's flag. And the flag you're flying around, the stars and bars, were flags, battle flags of like two different armies during the Civil War. I think one of them was like the. Army of Western Kentucky, and the other one was the militia of Northern Virginia, or something. You're, you're, are not even flying around correct flags, you fucking morons. Why don't you get the real Confederate flag, you fucking idiot? And realistically, if you want to get a real Confederate flag, then it should be an all-white one. Because <laughs> you lost, you traitors. You fucking committed treason on American soil like a terrorist group, like ISIS, and you fucking lost. And you're still trying to put a bunch of soldier statues from that treasonous betrayal army all over your states. You're still trying to put the stars and bars on your state flags. You're still trying to fly around rebel flags and act like it's because you're proud to be from the South. If you're proud to be from the South, then just be proud to be a Southerner. Don't put up symbols of... The treasonous, the giant treasonous black mark act that you put on our country and which you lost, by the way. If you want to talk about us whining and crying and tell us to get over our past, then you get over your past and stop flying that shit around and take down those goddamn statues. This whole thing started in Charlottesville because they were removing a statue and those white people just couldn't get over it. Them good old southern boys, they just couldn't get over it. How dare you take down statues? How dare you take down statues of of our family history? Which uh, I know is the the dark part of American history where we tried to keep people as slaves. Uh, It's the equivalent of Germany's history with Nazis, but we want to remember it in this country because that makes us, because we're American. No, you're not American. You're not American for two different reasons. You're not American because you're literally not American because you were immigrants from another country. The only real Americans are Native Americans. Go fuck yourself. Secondly, uh you're not american when you betray america and try and start your own country you fuck nut if you're gonna start your own country betray the real america and try and start a war with them and then lose guess what you get to shut the fuck up for life Because you weren't even really American anyway. You were fucking immigrants. The people that were here in the 1860s, the white people that were here in the 1860s that fought in the Civil War, there was a large portion of them, I'm sure, that weren't even fucking American. They weren't even born in America. There was a large portion of them that were literally immigrants at the time. So fuck off. You're not American. You're not patriots. You're the opposite of a patriot. You literally betrayed the country. Get over yourselves, and and carrying around tiki torches first of all is really gay. I don't know if you boys know that, but tiki torches from Sears—that's really fucking gay. That's like gay people love tiki torches. I mean, that just looks gay, it makes you look like a woman, it makes you look like a pussy. So stop carrying around fucking tiki torches like a fucking idiot. And, 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 and you being upset because of all the white oppression that is happening now? You couldn't even take fucking eight years of this? Well, guess what? We've taken 400 years of it. And you raped and stole our country from us. We took 400 years of it. and Now we're all beat down like an old beat-up ex-wife. And you couldn't take fucking eight years of it? Are you What are you, a bunch of fucking pussies? What are you, a bunch of queers? You can't take eight years? What a bunch of fucking idiots losers like you're really oppressed even now like you're really oppressed oh it's so oppressing oh my god it's so hard to be white because for eight years we had a we had a president that was liberal and he was bu- he was black he wasn't white and uh, and all the black people thought they had won something and and we still had jobs and we still got paid a lot of money and we're still making more than than black people and and we still have everything and we still control everything uh, it's so terrible it's so awful they, they've got people criticizing us for 8 years <laughs> you couldn't take 8 years of fucking criticism are you kidding me you wiped out 95% of all Native Americans in moving to this country and guess what we still made it that other 5% we still made it we're still here. You still haven't killed us, even after the Dakota Pipeline incident. You still didn't take us out. And you can't take eight years of criticism. <sighs> get out. Just get out of here, you fucking pussies. Oh, what a bunch of fucking idiots! All right, here, here's, here's the. Uh, so my takeaway from all of this, and here, here's my general conclusion of how, how we need to solve this whole issue of division in our country right now um, between the, the, the liberals and the conservatives, the Democrats and the Republicans, the people who don't mind gays and the people who are kind of creeped out by them. Um, here's how we solve the great divide here. Um, first of all, uh, do away with the Republican Party Um, because as I said, that, that in the Republican party and its entire, uh, way of logic and existence comes from, uh, that part of the country that started the civil war. Okay. Um, do away with it because, uh, it's, it's an archaic way of thinking based upon, uh, archaic principles that are no longer valid in 2017, um, when Elon Musk is uh, making cars that run off of electricity and developing tunnels underneath, the, uh, underneath LA. Uh, it's, it's clearly time. We, we can uh, look up anything we want in the world uh, in a small rectangle that sits in the palm of our hand all the time. It, it, it is, we are at a point in, in existence, human existence, where the, what they thought about the world in the 1700s is no longer valid so get rid of the republican party period and everything that it stands for secondly get rid of the democrat the democratic party and everything it stands for because guess what it fits into that same category yes there are a lot of nice things about the democratic party yes it's easier to listen to a democrat talk and complain than it is for me to listen to a Republican complain. Because usually when a Democrat complains, it's going, well, you know, the gays, they just don't have all of the same rights that um, straight people do, and it's just really terrible, and women still aren't making the same amount of money. uh, uh, you know, And you can have a discussion with them while the Republicans are going, well, I just, uh, you know, I don't think gays need to be allowed to get married because they're kind of weird and creepy and they're sinful, and uh, God doesn't like them. I mean, which one of those (laughs) conversations is more ridiculous? They're both ridiculous, but which one is more ridiculous? That's right, the Republican one. Um, So get rid of both parties, okay? Uh, How about we get rid of both fucking parties and we come up with new parties that weren't created 300 years ago? And then when we have those new parties that weren't created uh, 300 years ago, Well, it wasn't quite 300 years ago. It's like 260, 250, yeah, 250 years ago. Uh, When we get rid of those parties that's values uh, were established 250 years ago, um, we make new parties, and that's how we do things politically in North America. That's my idea. Uh, Get rid of all of them. Um, but yeah, I the, the 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 democrats are overreacting, they're saying things that aren't true, they're saying stuff that's going not going on, and they're just and so are the republicans. But the solution is simple and it's get rid of both folks. Um, for the record, uh, it was the neo-nazi scumbags' fault that this whole thing happened, they did provoke it. They had a rally the night before in which they walked around with their stupid fucking tiki torches like losers. So they started it. They got everybody riled up. And then when it came time for Saturday, the actual protest, it fucking really stirred everything up. And everybody was just ready to go because they heard about your fucking tiki torches. And another thing I wanted to mention is that I saw a video of a kid who was claiming to be a white supremacist until some guy actually was about to fuck his shit up during the protest. And then he took off the shirt and said, hey, I'm not even really a white supremacist. Uh, I'm just here to have fun, man. Sorry. And then he was sitting there with his monsters. He had two cans of monster trying to, trying to apologize so he didn't get his ass kicked. Um, and I honestly believe he wasn't. A white supremacist. I I think he was just there to have fun and stir shit up and fight because he thought it was funny and cool. And he likes to piss people off, which is what he said. But that's the fucking problem with a lot of young people in our country today. That's what they do. They like to say shit to piss people off. And they'll join radical causes like the white supremacists just so they can say white power because it pisses everybody off. And it's funny. And they're from the South. And they don't fucking know any better. And they're ignorant. And they're dumb. Uh, But I think there were a lot of those people at the protest. Which means they weren't actually neo-Nazis or white supremacists. I think there were a lot like that. And, um, you know, that's not an excuse for anything. I'm just saying it, it goes to what I've been saying of we need to calm it down with all of the, the fucking jumping on all of them, calling them all Nazis. Because now I've noticed that the liberals are all collectively calling everybody That's uh, Republican Nazis now. When the thing about the fucking protest in the first place that happened Saturday was it was a unite the right rally. It wasn't even a KKK rally. It wasn't even a white supremacist uh, protest. It wasn't it wasn't any of that. Okay, those people just showed up. It was a unite the right rally for Republicans, regular Republicans to build the base and make it strong so there's more Republicans to stand together. That's what it was about. Unfortunately, the KKK people showed up, and so did the neo-Nazis, and so did the white supremacists, and so did the Black Lives Matter, and so did the Antifa, and you got those people together, and it turns into a giant race thing, and it gets to be a problem, because you know the KKK isn't going to back down. You know the neo-Nazis aren't going to back down. They're going to sit there and say a bunch of shit, like they always do, And so to be perfectly clear and for the record, this is the fault of the of the neo-Nazis because this was not a neo-Nazi rally. This was a unite the right rally, which is perfectly fine. I don't agree with them politically, but I don't care. It was supposed to be that it wasn't that because the white supremacists showed up a day before and were doing their shit. So they started up. They accelerated everything, they provoked it. But also for the record to be clear, yes, it was the liberal side that incited the, or that actually committed the first violent acts that led to all the violence. Yes, 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 yes. It's not giving any neo-Nazis an excuse. They're fucking scum and we don't like them. Uh, Of course we don't like them. Why would we ever like them? Violence as a response, violence as a necessary action, violence as a consequence for being provoked is perfectly fine and justified and doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when the liberals then take what happened, don't admit the facts, and then start getting very upset because because the neo-Nazis were there and then blame everything on them and then report that that's what's going on and then call everybody who's Republican a Nazi now. That is not going to fly with me. Listen, even if I was Democrat, that wouldn't fly with me. I'm a lot of things, but when my own team, when I am part of a team and my own team fucking lies about shit just to continue their agenda I understand why you're lying Democrats I even understand why you're lying I understand why you're making shit up because you're, you're trying to keep your agenda straight you're trying to promote it and you're winning so you're keeping up the lie so that you can continue this it's for the I understand it's for the sake of the team I understand you're, you're wanting to, you're all taking one for the team right now to support the team well guess what Jolie Dizzle don't play that shit I don't do that I'm gonna call bullshit on my own fucking team I call bullshit on my own family members I'm not gonna fucking put up with it from you I'm not even a Democrat so I'm not certainly not gonna put up with it from your dumb asses trying to not admit the truth if you do listen in in all things folks just tell the truth just be honest you can still win and have done something that is technically a bad thing you can still win. <sighs> fucking Democrats. Um, let's talk about North Korea next, folks. The, the North Korea shit. Uh, Kim Jong-un is a fucking... Uh, I, I heard a perspective on this whole thing, and I think I agree with it. I don't think Kim Jong-un is uh, legitimately a psychopath crazy person. I, I think he's a crazy person. I don't, I just don't think he's a psychopath. He's not a psychopath and he's not just absolutely nuts. And he just loves to kill people. That That's not what he is. He's a crazy person because he grew up in a crazy family that was dictators that ran a country and were the dictators of a socialist country. I, I, what he's doing right now is just what he has to do to be Cool to be tough, to be strong, uh, to be the all-knowing dictator leader. That's what he has to do. He has to make threats. When America responds, he has to go, hey, don't you fucking talk to me like that. I'll do whatever I goddamn want. He has to be like that because, you know, that's what what his country is, and he wants to keep a stronghold on his country. That's what he's got to do. He's, he's super afraid that the country's going to revolt against him. He's seen what what Gaddafi and, and those other leaders, what happened to them. They got fucking killed in the streets. He doesn't want to get killed in the streets. It, it, he's afraid that, first of all, oh, text message from my aunt. Uh, he's afraid that... If they get a hint of a, st- of a, 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 of a rebellion, they'll, they'll do it and they'll kill him. And he doesn't want to be killed. So he's trying to rule with an iron fist. That's all he's doing. But I got news for Kim. Uh, your country's not going to rebel. They're a bunch of fucking pussies. You've whipped them in the two submission. They're not going to rebel against you. So relax. The problem with this whole North Korea situation is, of course, what the problem with any kind of uh, inter-country relations is. Our leader of our country uh, is Donald Trump. Um, so he's going to walk in there and fuck the whole situation up. His little off-the-cuff fire and fury. I will rain down. Oh, by the way, by the way, North Korea, you best not. You best not. Because if you do, uh, I will bring fire and fury like, like has never been seen before. All right, chill the fuck out. This is not an episode of Game of Thrones. They're not sending dragons to us. Why don't you chill the fuck out, Donald? Yeah, they've got nuclear weapons, but if you didn't act like a fucking idiot and you just went over there and said, hey, chill out, Jesus Christ. Like, just calm down. Because Kim Jong-un likes Trump. He likes him. He thinks he's cool because, of course, he thinks he's cool. Of course, he thinks he's cool, just like Putin thought he was cool. But if you just walk over there and chill out and be like, hey, listen, I'll leave you alone. We'll leave you alone. We're not even worried about you. Just chill it out. Right? Don't be threatening shit because I've got to run a country too. You understand? That's what I'd do if I was president. I'd go over there and be like, hey, listen, I know you got a country to run and you're trying to be the ultimate leader. I'll act like you're the ultimate leader in front of your country and I'll, I'll let you do that and I'll s- not fuck with you. But, hey, you got to chill out. Don't be threatening me either because okay? i got a country to run too. All right? Fucked hard. Listen, fatty. Listen, Chubster McGee. With your stupid fucking haircut. I've got a country to run too. Okay? And guess what? Guess what? If you want to take it to that level, we can. But I will fucking annihilate your country. I will destroy your fucking country till the end of time. I will wipe you off the fucking map. I don't care if I have to kill South Korea to do it too. I will erase you. So don't fuck with me. I'm leaving you alone. I'm letting you do your thing. Don't fuck with me. But Trump can't do that. He can't go to him, man, the man, and calmly and quietly tell him to chill the fuck out. He has to get on TV in America like he always fucking does. And is like, I will bring fire and fury like no other like a fucking moron and then of course what does uh what does old uh, fucking what does what does uh north korea gotta do of course he's got to respond like yeah well fuck you guys we're gonna fucking do it now we're really gonna fucking do it and now we're going after guam Ooh, guam oh my god not guam that's so important to us in america Ooh. You know why you're going for Guam? Because you can reach Guam, you fucking pussy. You can't reach America. Fuck you. Even if you could reach America, we'd take your fucking missile out before it even got anywhere close. And then we'd blow you the fuck up. Stop playing around, Kim Jong-un. Stop it. This whole shit is silly, and it's going to get out of hand because Trump can't fucking control himself. He's just a fucking crazy person. And he's just gonna make it worse. It's already getting it's already gotten way out of hand So am I worried about Russia or North Korea? No, I'm not worried about North Korea. Am I worried about Russia? Maybe a little bit Russia's pretty fucking big, but uh, I think they're gonna chill out I'll tell you what I would think would suck is if Russia and North Korea uh, decide to join each other and and try and buttfuck us cuz that might be a problem especially if they start bombing US cities course again i am not a pro-war person i am not a supporter of war and i think uh if you're christian and you're republican and you think we need to go to war well then you better think again because guess what the bible is against war and so is jesus he's against all violence so you trying to back the war is bullshit but I'm not so dumb that I'm like, oh, well, even if we get attacked, we just need to turn the other cheek. No, that's fucking dumb. I'm not gonna, I will not stand for you attacking our country. So if they fucking start a war and start blowing up shit on American soil, I am perfectly fine with annihilating them off the face of the earth. And that's what would happen if they tried to fuck with us because we have the biggest military in the world. Uh, we spend way too much money on it, but uh, we have the biggest military in the world. So, <coughs> that's the deal with North Korea. Um, fucking North Korea. <sighs> that country, he, Kim Jong-un is really fucking crazy, isn't he? Is it Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il? I think Kim Jong-il was the dad. Kim Jong-un is the guy who's running it now anyway he's fucking crazy he's, he's pretty crazy and they have some pretty crazy shit going on in North Korea and it's it's pretty nuts um, <coughs> so the other day on Facebook I talked about this and I got quite a lot of responses uh, especially from the millennials actually it was only from the millennials that I got responses and I knew it would stir them up and I am a millennial for the record I am in that age group but I don't act like a millennial, I act like the group that was before me, which is, I think, Generation X, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, these fuckers, uh, these millennial douchebags, spoiled idiots, I knew they were all going to get upset, and they did. But I, and I don't know why this is so upsetting, but <laughs> I, I said that um, I don't understand people that say they don't want to have kids. Um, I don't understand that, and I think that people who say they don't want to have kids are either A, just really selfish, or B, um, they have their uh, philosophical reasons, which are uh, fine with me. Um, I think if you don't want to have a kid because you're selfish, is uh, absolutely selfish, and uh, you should probably check yourself because there's things in the world more important than you. But if you, but if you have you know, philosophical reasons, fine. Um, uh, not a big deal. Um, but I still don't understand why you wouldn't want to at least have the uh, desire to have kids. It seems odd to me. Um, I don't know if I want to call him out, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Landry Miller, for example, the guy who runs channel 4.5 and, uh, the podcast network, uh, the comedian from Tulsa, uh, he doesn't want to have children. Him and I are good friends. He doesn't want to have kids. I don't know that he even wants to be married, (laughs) but I, he doesn't want to have kids um, and believe me, I've met Lantry. I don't necessarily want him to have kids either because um, he's so incredibly awkward and weird that uh, it may not be good. But part of me thinks that even if you're like super awkward and weird, even if you have a bunch of, uh, as old Jake said, even if you have a bunch of uh, fucking mental conditions or blah 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 there's not a guarantee you're going to pass those on to your children first of all you're just making excuses at that point or if you think your health isn't great or whatever you know listen all of that even if you're the most awkward person in the world when that kid comes out and you're holding it you change You, you just do you change and you're different and you take on the responsibility even if that responsibility didn't exist before because this is what children do they change things if you're somehow not changed by it, well, then, you know, you don't need to have kids and we need to, uh, put you somewhere like a, you know, mental hospital, get you checked out or something. But, um, kids are just wonderful. And I understand that, uh, you know, I understand first of all, that I had a kid who died. And so of course I miss having a kid, um, uh, you know, so that could be my excuse, but it's not. I, I wanted to have a kid long before I had my son. I have wanted to have kids forever. Uh, and I think my biggest reason behind wanting to have kids is because I was an only child as a kid and I fucking hated it. I didn't have anyone to talk to or anyone to play with. I uh, did things that my parents did. I watched stuff that they watched. So I was like an adult as a child. And I had no friends because everybody thought I was weird as fuck. And nobody was into the things I was into. So I didn't have anybody um, as a kid. And I would, I, I, so maybe me having kids is me wanting to have siblings. But I'm just good with kids in general. Uh, Kids seem to flock to me and want to talk to me and stuff like that. And I have fun with them. But as I've talked about on the show before, I think uh, that gets weird because I'm also like 6'4 and weigh like 300 pounds. So when you're 6'4 and 300 pounds and you're tan and you're a man, you can't just run up and talk to children and play with children. You just can't because people think Mm -hmm. because our country is so (laughs) fucking disgusting. Uh, that they assume you're a child molester or something like that so i can't even enjoy even though my son died i can't even really enjoy other children the only way that i could enjoy children as someone who genuinely enjoys children and having children and spending time with children and raising children and watching them grow and become adults and and all that's As much as I enjoy that, I can't even do that unless it's my own, because people are so fucking this country is so fucked up that people are going to think I'm a fucking child molester. Um, so I don't I can't understand because I've wanted to have kids forever and I'd love to have like four children. I w- I really would uh, simply because if I have kids, I don't want them to be an only child like me. Um and, and also because, you know, parents make so many fucking mistakes in raising their kids. They do so much shit that fucks up their kids. You know, my parents weren't great. Uh, my wife's parents weren't great. Everybody's parents weren't great. I mean, they, even if your parents were super nice, some people don't even have nice parents. My parents were, you know, nice and taught me cool stuff and were interesting and smart. Uh, but I do have issues because of them as all people do, but some people's parents aren't even, like, loving and sweet, like, I I have white friends whose parents are super stuffy and white, and, like, hardly ever hug them, Uh, you know, I have friends whose parents, um, this is a weird one, this is weird, I have friends whose parents um, are willing to show up to every family event, and willing to congratulate them at every family event, every event they have and be there to quote unquote, cheer them on. But they're, you know, and they're even, you know, they'll even say, Hey, and hug them. And, uh, you know, when you show up and stuff like that, but they, but they, they just, it's all surface. It's all what you see. It's not anything else. They don't sincerely hug their children and tell them hey i love you or hey how are you really doing what's going on how are you feeling It's more just, hi, how are you? Here's the hug. I'm super white. Let's not do anything that's too close or intimate because I'm white and that would be fucking weird to me and it would make me uncomfortable. Intimacy is weird uh, because we're American and white. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I don't get that. I don't understand that, and maybe that's, again, because I'm Native American. Native Americans are very loving. They tease each other. If you have a flaw when you're Native American, we all know that flaw. We all acknowledge that flaw, and maybe we even tease you about it, and so you never have an issue with it. We're also very open. We just talk about whatever. Um, My family, I can kind of say whatever I want. I don't cuss around my family because they're very Christian, but I can basically say whatever I want. And if I say something that's too crazy or too out there, they don't get offended. They don't get upset. They just know, oh, that's Joel. That's how it works when you're Native American. They just know, oh, he's different. He thinks about things we don't think about. So I don't understand this upper middle class white culture where they're just they don't touch each other and they don't hug and all the issues, all the real issues get swept under the rug and everybody hides from everything. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, so that's weird to me that they that I have friends whose families show up for all their stuff and smile and wave and give you a little church hug from the side. Not where your body's fully touch, full contact, because that's too close to sex. Uh, and uh, there's no intimacy um, I don't that's weird to me it's creepy it seems creepy to me so I, I, I of course am very different obviously I, I want to have kids and so I can't understand why people wouldn't want to have kids I mean especially I and I and it happens a lot I notice it a lot with millennials especially it's a big trend to not have kids but also among people who are already they don't like to have kids either which is strange to me because I'm an artist and I'm a creative and my wife is also a creative and an artist. And to me, having a child as an artist is the single greatest creation that you'll ever have. It's this greatest piece you'll ever make because it literally is something you're making and it, it, but it, but it's a living piece that changes over time that has a soul that is a real human being which is bigger th- and more significant than any piece you could ever create. Because any piece you could ever create would be inanimate. It, 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 it's not that it wouldn't live forever. Art Some art can live forever, um, but it lives forever as the thing it was. It can't be eternally growing and existing. It can't live like that. Um, like a human being can And you have this little human being. And and what's better, what's even better than that is you and you you created it. But what's even better than that is that it literally, it looks like you. It is part of you. It speaks like you. It has your same vocal patterns or it has the same vocal patterns as your significant other. Uh, Or it looks like you in certain ways, but like your significant other in other ways. And it has its own personality and it begins to talk to you. And it has a name and it's real and you watch it and you start to understand by observing your offspring what humanity is. You start to understand what existence is, what existence means as human beings by watching a child. Because uh, from the time a child is two, their personality is already formed. They already have their own personality, and maybe it's similar to yours, or maybe it's just like yours, or maybe it's not at all. In my family, we have a lot of August birthdays, so we have a lot of people with very similar personalities, and then we have a lot of people in our family who happen to be born in months that uh, are complementary to August, if they're not August, like my grandmother and my grandpa and my wife. Uh, my wife and my grandpa were the same. They're both Gemini's and my grandma is like a Virgo or something. I don't know. But uh, those are and not that the, the, the Zodiac signs are the most accurate thing in the world. Not that you should base your life around them. It's just that people who are born in the same month around the same time of year in an environment feel the same things generally in the womb. And are probably generally going to have the same outlook and demeanor in life. It's just uh, that that makes sense to me. It doesn't mean I follow the zodiac. I'm just saying all the personalities in my family are a lot of them are very similar, and we all happen to be born in August. Um, and the other personalities in my family are all very similar in that they. They're all personalities that complement ours very well. There is one outlier, though, and that's the point I was trying to make. And it is my aunt, one of my aunts. She is, has a very different personality from the rest of us. She's the one that's different. Uh, but, but we all it all magically works, and it all magically works together. And so, if you're, if you're a if you're a a person who has a kid, and that kid comes out and if they have a completely different personality than you, like my aunt, then you get to watch them, and you get to see things, and you get to understand how people who have that personality think, and you get to understand a different type of human being than yourself very well. You get to know them very well. And and I and I think you know. Truly, that part of the reason there is such a great divide in our country between the left and the right, between Republicans and conservatives, does partly have to do, in small part, it probably comes from this. It comes from the idea that in America, we can't be affectionate and sweet and intimate because we have this giant fear in America of sex. We have a very scared view of sex and I don't like if we're too intimate, well then it's sexual and because we're very religious, there's there, there's some sexual stuff is bad. It's only right in certain situations. Every other situation, it's bad and it's weird and it's naughty and it makes us uncomfortable because we don't know what it means. So if we're too intimate, then it's sexual. I got into a big discussion <laughs> one time with my friends uh, about how uh, it's weird, whether or not it's weird for parents to kiss their children on the lips. Because I've seen young, like, usually with like babies and children under the age of three, you see them a lot, their parents ask for a kiss and they kiss them, but it's usually on the lips. It's not necessarily on the cheek. I mean, you've got to be pretty... Weird. You've got to be pretty scared of sexual, sexual things and pretty messed up psychosexually to not let a tiny child kiss you on the lips. That's you've got to be pretty screwed up in there somewhere to not <laughs> to, to purposely say, give me a kiss and then turn to show them your cheek. That's just kind of fucking weird. But some people are I've found that's usually OK all around. But once you get above the age of three like between three and maybe six three and like six or seven there's the the crowd becomes smaller of people who are like well it's okay if your parents kiss you on the lips but once you reach past the age of like seven once you're like 10 12 15 adult then people get really weird about it in america like if, if, if you saw a dad who was like 65 and his daughter came up, who's like 35 and she said, hi dad. And they hadn't seen each other in a couple of weeks or whatever. And they give each other a hug and they kiss on the lips real quick. A peck people in the rest of the room would be like, eee, what is that about? But here's the deal folks is that the rest of the world aside, of course, from like the middle East, the rest of the world is fine with that that's how the men greet men in europe with kisses on the cheek like it's just a typical thing friends guy and girlfriends guys and girls that are friends uh hug and peck each other on the lips in other countries that's just <laughs> It's normal because in other countries they don't have the same hang-ups with sex stuff as we do here and as the Middle East does. That's the other thing I want to point out is that the only other country that's as hung up about sexual stuff is is, is England and the Middle East. Do you want to be stuffy like England and the Middle East? Is that what you want to be, America? Because I don't. That's weird. Okay? Um So I think part of the divide comes in that, too, because nobody's intimate with each other. Nobody's genuinely loving with each other. Even your own children, even your own family members, you're not loving with in America. And you're not intimate. And because you're not intimate and loving with them, you're certainly not going to be intimate and loving with your neighbor. If you can't be intimate and loving with your own family, if you can't talk realistically and openly with your own family about things you're certainly not going to talk about that with some stranger that you don't know. And you're certainly not going to talk about it with some colored fella who lives down the street who is Muslim. Uh, No, I'm not going to talk about that with him. So it's all part of it. This is, it's all part of it. It's all part of that. And I think it's very sad. So, you know, part of the reason I want to have kids is because I want to try and give some kind of human being a real meaningful human existence because I certainly don't have a completely fulfilling uh, meaningful human existence I try to make it that as much as possible but I see a lot of people that don't have that at all and I'd like to see and, and it it makes me sad Honestly, it does. It makes me sad to look at the rest of humanity and see them doing stuff that is just weird and creepy and not what we're supposed to be doing as humans. Not not is not actuality like you can't hug your father and give him a kiss and say, hey, I love you, dad. You can't do that because it's fucking weird in America. It's 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 too weird. And in some parts of the country, like where I live, your dad might tell you, uh, what are you, a queer? Get off of me. I'm serious about that. My dad doesn't do that. He acts, he's super white and upper class, so he acts very, when I hug him, he's like, oh, no. Uh, uh, uh. So I purposely, like, pick him up off the ground and shake him and kiss him on the cheek and he acts very weird about it. But, but I have friends whose dads would literally respond to like a hug and a kiss where what are you fucking faggot? Are you going to suck dicks now? Get off of me. Like I literally have a friend whose dad, and he knows I'm thinking about him right now too. Cause he comes and he tells me all the time, like hanging out with his dad and his brothers. And one of them's like, and, and he's like, well, I did this today. And they're like, what you did? What? What are you fucking queer? you going to start sucking dicks now. <laughs> So he knows who I'm talking about. But that's a big problem. That's a big problem, too. And and I would just, it's sad. It makes me sad to look around at humanity. It's part of the reason I'm infinitely depressed every single day. Because I I look out at humanity around me, and it's so screwed up and so wrong and so uh, opposite in every way that it should be of what we're supposed to be doing as humans, of what actuality is as a human being. And it just makes me sad. So I would like to have a human and teach him and show them these things of this is really what you're supposed to be. This is really how it's supposed to be and hug them and love them and show them these things. I would like to do that. And so the idea of other people being so um, wrapped up in in their life and their own existence and doing the things that they like to do that are fun Um, and not having time to have a kid because it would interrupt all of their own personal time is just shitty. That's just fucking shitty. And then the other reason would be, of course, that, well, they're just, uh, they're scared that they couldn't be a good parent or that they're too awkward or they feel like the, the world is such a terrible place an awful dark place that I don't know if I'd want to bring something into this mess and the muck and, and give it some kind of existence because then it would have a chance to be just as fucked up as the rest of this. And blah, 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 blah. I'm going to read some Sylvia Plath now. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I, I can't, I don't like that either. I, I, I that, that is, is not quite to me as, as uh, it's not shitty like it is to just be selfish. Or to say, I have so many things, and I just don't want my child to have these things I have, blah, 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 Really? If you, if you have a bunch of emotional issues and mental issues and conditions, and you have a child, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to give another human being who could have those issues what you never got? Because chances are you weren't told, especially if you're from around here and you had mental issues or you had psychological issues going on, you weren't told, oh yeah, let's work through that and figure that out. You shouldn't feel that way. You should love yourself. No, this is fucking southeastern Oklahoma. This is Oklahoma. So you were probably guaranteed, you were probably told, hey, why don't you shut up about your feelings? Quit being a fucking pussy or quit being a faggot or quit being whatever. Being a girl is not really your emotions. Whoa. Well, nobody cares about your feelings. That's what is constantly preached around here. So maybe that's what you were told. And if that's what you were told, that's awful. And if you had a kid, maybe you would have those problems. You have maybe, maybe they wouldn't. But if they did, wouldn't you want to be there? And, and show them the type of loving touch and, and type of care that you should have gotten in those situations? And if the answer is, well, yeah, but I, I just don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could be bring it myself to be, to be that person. Yeah, well, you know what that is? That's you not being strong enough. That's you not being weak enough. Or I mean, you not being capable enough. It's you being too weak. And I, I have had some people say, um, and it's, and it's it, not having a child is, is you picking, um, a route that is not noble. It, it's you picking because I've even, I've had people who have philosophical reasons even tell me, look, having a child is, is a noble task. It is a difficult, uh, task that tapes, takes a very, um, special person to take on that type of responsibility. And that's true, it is. And in, and in that way, yes, there are some people who shouldn't be parents, and I, and I do agree with that. I think there are some people who just shouldn't be parents. There are some people who have kids now that shouldn't have kids. So, uh, you know, of course, yeah. But if, if, if you don't even have the desire to have a child that may be all the case if that's what you want to do fine and at the end of the day it is up to you like I said but if you want to say I just don't think I can do it fine um, but you know you should have the desire somewhere inside of you if you don't have the desire to have a child whether or not you want to or decide to if you don't have the desire to procreate I feel like you need to be taken to a hospital and checked. Maybe you're a sociopath. I don't know. But the desire, the biological innate desire to create another human being, to procreate, is a natural biological function. It's part of the reason you even have a sex drive. I'm not going to be one of those uh, old school Christians that only thinks that sex is for procreation. Cause it's not, it's also for pleasure. And anybody who's actually read the Bible should know that they should, they should agree with that statement. Cause it talk. there's a whole fucking book in the Bible all about sex and it gets deep. It starts talking about oral sex and all that crazy stuff. like It gets pretty deep. So if you're a Christian who thinks that sex is only about procreation, apparently you've never read entire books of the Bible. But um, I don't think it's, I don't think sex is is for procreation. I think it's kind of a 50, 50 thing. I think sex is 50% for your enjoyment and 50% for procreation. And, and we know for a fact that if your body is at a point when it's ready to have children, when it's ready to biologically procreate, it will raise your sex drive to make sure that you have the opportunity. So if you're a young guy and you're like, nah, I don't want to have kids. I I just don't want to have kids. But you're really horny and you want to do it all the time. You know why? It's partly because your body wants to have a child. So fucking get over yourself. And don't try and tell me that you don't at least have the desire to have a kid. Because if you didn't, you probably wouldn't even want to have sex. But, um... I also don't understand people that say they don't like kids. I got a lot of flack from millennials for that one, too. And they were always like, but kids are weird, and they have sticky hands, and they're dirty, and they're gross, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there are a lot of kids who are gross and sticky and disgusting. But uh, just because you're a parent, when you're a parent and have kids, your kids don't have to be like that parents let their kids be like that you've got to understand that you you don't have to let your kid be like that kids don't have to be weird they're weird if the parents you know aren't right to them then they're weird and some people are just weird but i mean even then what's wrong with that you're probably weird they're just a child. They're like a, they're, they're like a, a dog, but way cooler. They're, they're a fucking child. It's another human being, for God's sakes. How can you look at it in its tiny form before it's, it had time to develop or anything and just be like, gross, that's weird, Ugh. and walk off? And secondly, you are at that stage. Every person who's an adult was once a child, And I know, you know, as a friend put on Facebook, just because, uh, you know, you were a child doesn't mean you have to like children. No, it doesn't. That's true. It doesn't. But but that's not the point in that. The point in that is we were all once a child. So to act like a child is just this weird, awkward thing that you don't want to be around is a bit strange. It doesn't make any sense because... You were that once, too. You can't honestly dislike something you once used to be. So, again, you can say you don't want to have a child. You can say a lot of children are weird, and I I don't know how to interact with a child. I feel strange interacting with a child. But you can't actually dislike children. Like... It's, it's, it's like, that would be like disliking handicapped people. <laughs> it would be like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like mentally retarded people. I can't, I can't handle mentally retarded people. They're, they're just weird. I don't like them. They're all like, oh, oh, they're weird and stuff. I don't like it. They're mentally handicapped. What do you want them to like? You want them to be a math genius? Like, what do you want? It's a child. It's a human being, you know, it, you may not know how to interact with it or be comfortable with it but that doesn't mean it's something you should dislike. I mean, that's the it's it's like it's the people, it's the same as the people who see gay people and are like, "Oh, that's weird." It's the same thing because their instant inert, innate inside reaction is, oh, I'm uncomfortable right now. I don't know what to think about this. And that's how you are. That's how people are who are adults who have never been around kids or anything and they may have a kid and they're just kind of like, they see a kid and they're like, ah, I'm uncomfortable, this is weird. But that doesn't mean it's bad, okay? I mean, like, come on, it's a child, easy. Um. Doctor update. Yeah, we'll go with that last. Okay, so I went to the doctor not long ago. I uh, got my testosterone check. It's in the 600s, which is like a normal um, range. Nice, good Nor- normal starts at like 500 for my age. So 600s is pretty good. Um, but now we're just gonna see how high it goes. So because each person is different. Um, so we'll see where it goes. But unfortunately, my doctor also informed me from my blood work that I have uh, uh, hypothyroidism. So, which sucks because hypothyroidism and hypogonadism, which is what I have, which is why I'm on testosterone, it basically has the same effects. It, it drives down your metabolism. Makes you gain tons of excess weight unexplainably. Um, and you lose body hair and you start to lose mental function. Um, like uh, in severe cases, you lose mental function severely. You can lose mental function severely, but like on a basic levels, it's like it, it messes with your memory. Um, it makes you more absent-minded, that type of thing, which is the story of my life. So, you know, doubly, I have reasons to be fat and overweight and depressed and have my mood messed with and my mind messed with. So that's wonderful. But uh, he also put me on a medication for that. So now I'm going to have a medication for that as well, which is sucks, but uh, it just means I can get better um i've started taking fentermine again i started taking fentermine uh accurately though for my weight because i was always told by my doctors yeah you just take it every day and then i talked to my endocrinologist about it during my checkup and he was like yeah you're not supposed to take it every day and i was like oh you're not he's like no you're supposed to take it when you're hungry to fight off cravings of overeating and i was like oh so i started doing that and i don't take it every day. And it works exceptionally well now. Um, I, I can not take it for three or four days at a time and still have my metabolism is super high. Uh, still controlling my eating. It's, it works great. I've lost 30 pounds already. It's been, uh, it's been a few weeks and I've lost 30 pounds already. So that's awesome. But me and my wife went to a fertility specialist to see about that. And it got more bad news. I had to do a little sperm test, which was awful because I hadn't done anything in like four days, so I was pretty significantly horny. But then I get in there to where I have to give the sample, and it's I'm just in a bathroom. I'm just in a regular bathroom, no assistance, nothing going on, just in a bathroom, and it's a small bathroom. So I try to rub one out and, you know... The first sign of a distraction, I start going limp and I'm like rubbing this half hard dick, trying to get a fucking some sperm out of it. Then I finally come and it's like a really weak orgasm. It's not a very big load. It's a small load. And I'm just like, this is terrible. This is just awful. I've seen bigger loads than this after not doing it for a day. This is just horrible. Like, this can't be a good sample. Uh, it looked like a weak sample to me. Um, so then I take it in, it gets tested and there are zero sperm found in it, which means that my hypogonadism either did get so bad that now I'm infertile, which is really depressing. And incredibly awful, and going to make me, especially after what I just told you about children, incredibly depressed. Um, b- either I'm sterile or I'm not. To have zero sperm in your sample is odd, it is a bit weird. Uh, and doesn't necessarily make sense in terms of me already having had a kid, um, there shouldn't be zero. My, uh, if my testosterone lowered enough and it did get pretty severe, if it got severe enough, infertility is, is a possibility, but I think it's the kind of infertility in which your sperm just aren't doing very well, um, To have zero sperm in my count is a bit odd. So the doctor recommended I go to a urologist and figure out some things because they could be getting into the wrong tube or they could be not going to the right place or it could have actually been a bad load. We don't know. So I'm either infertile or I'm not, which is a big uh, toss-up right now. And if I find out I'm not, it's going to be horribly upsetting and horribly depressing and I really had to watch myself because I just found this out Monday and I was very depressed and Tuesday I had a cheat day and I just ate a bunch of food yesterday and was all kinds of messed up and upset about this so I hope it's not the case Um, if it is the case then we would have to adopt Um, and my thing about adoption is this i don't have anything against adoption i don't mind adoption i have two nieces that are wonderful and awesome that were adopted and they've known their whole lives they were adopted and they're really great and that i think that is the better option the more noble option to tell them from the time they're born because then it becomes your pain to bear rather than their pain to bear because if you let them get to be adults and then you tell them then they have all the pain and so by not telling them you're just kind of avoiding the pain that comes along with that um so i obviously my aunt did good on telling them that was a great move and you know if you can't have kids that's kind of the, the only option you know that you either adopt or you have your wife artificially inseminated. If it's not hers that's infertile, artificially inseminated with somebody else's sperm. And on that one, I'm like, I don't, I don't want. I'd rather adopt than have you be pregnant with somebody else's sperm, and the kid be half yours and uh, half some other persons like i i uh not that i stepchildren are against my policy but that already happened before i was there this is like a i'm uh, like the the baby would be no me at all and part my wife that would be kind of weird to me um but i don't think my wife would be up for that either Um, I think if she can't have... I think she only wants to have a child with me. And if she can't, then she doesn't want to have one at all. She wants to adopt. Which, uh, like I said, I'm fine with adoption. But my thing with adoption that's weird for me is just that I'm a person, as you know, as we've just talked about on this show, as I've made it clear on this episode specifically, I'm a person who will constantly know at all times what the actual truth is, what actuality is, because that's how you get fair perspectives on things. And I will know my entire life that they're not my. my I will know my entire life and their entire life that they're not my biological children that I did not make them with my wife. They were not made with my sperm, which is weird to me. And it's not that I wouldn't love them, it's not that I wouldn't take care of them, and it's not that I don't think adoption can even be more nobler than having kids yourself, because the bottom line is there are a lot of children in this world that were abandoned there are a lot of children in this world whose parents simply couldn't take care of them and they are just in the foster system and the foster system is awful and they're getting mistreated and there's just these human beings sitting out there that no one is taking care of really and that's sad and there's so many of them that it would actually be probably more noble to just adopt rather than have a kid even if you could have a kid But I would like to have my own child. I would like to create another human being. I would like it to be part me and part my significant other. So to have to adopt one because I can't, that is not mine, that I didn't have a hand in creating. I just have a hand in raising and creating in that sense. I would have to be fine with it and have to accept it. But it's not what I would want, ideally. And I am kind of conflicted about that. Um, Now, obviously, I would do it and I would raise the kid as best I could and be really good to it. I'm just saying that, you know, that is odd for me. And I don't necessarily um, want that. Uh, to be my natural option. Um, But it may be my only option, as we find out. And um, going into the doctor, (coughs) after I took my test when we were sitting there waiting, going into the doctor, I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know what would make perfect sense is if the test result was that I was infertile. Because I thought about my entire life, and I thought about all the terrible things that have happened to me throughout my entire life. My, my son dying, my mother dying two years later, my grandpa dying two years after that, and me being really close to my mother and my grandpa, um, and obviously my son for obvious reasons, but uh, I, just that being very sad to me, um, and, it, and it being one of those things that, that would be very difficult And tear apart any normal regular person that anybody who had those experiences that would be enough for them but to add to add on top of it that um, I mean if we go way back that my parents were divorced before I was like my parents were divorced when I was like two I wasn't even old enough to remember my parents being divorced I mean it was I was really young when they were divorced um but me growing up as an only child only having my my parents as friends being weird and different than everyone else and every school i've ever been to uh just continuously getting in trouble getting suspended getting kicked out i've been expelled from two different schools i've been to like 10 different schools throughout my school career and then having those same exact issues in College as well, both colleges. Although I did better at Murray because I basically was in the theater department as much as possible, and the theater teacher there was really great and understanding towards me. But then I get to Southeastern here in Durant, and the first week I'm brought in by the theater person and just railed because I wrote a satirical piece for the newspaper that he didn't get. And he thought I was insulting the homosexual community and all the other communities. And he himself is a homosexual, so he immediately got very upset because he didn't understand me. Story of my life. And then, so my immediate career was ruined in the first week at Southeastern because I my entire academic career there was ruined After coming from Murray, where I literally was the main star in every single play we ever did, to going there and being in only two plays in like six years and playing small parts and being restricted on everything that I did that I tried to do artistically because it was too controversial or because whatever. This story of my entire life never getting to do what I actually want to do never being allowed to have or do the things that I actually want to do or have. And in every situation I've ever encountered in my life, what I ended up having to do was the hardest possible thing. It was either the most complicated way or the most difficult way. Nobody would ever cut me a break on anything. I thought the perfect answer looking at my life history on this one would be no, you're sterile. You can't have any more kids. Even though you had one, even though you want to have kids, you love kids, you'd be a really good parent. No, you don't get to have kids because you're going to be struck with some kind of disease that is not your fault, that is the fault of genetics. And what your mother ate before you were born and while she was pregnant with you. And now because of it, you're going to be struck with two different diseases that make you super overweight and super depressed. So that you can't have a chance to be a regular successful person in life. And on top of it, you're also artistic. So you're going to have a really hard time fitting in with anybody mentally, because you're going to be in a completely different headspace at all times. On top of it, you're going to have LLI, which makes it impossible for you to concentrate in a normal uh, environment like normal people do. And on top of it, we're going to make sure that you're also Native American, so you're a part of a cultural group that has been genocided and horribly torn apart by the government of the country that you live in uh, throughout its entire history. So nothing I've ever done or had, nothing about me or my life has ever been simple or easy to do. It's always been the hardest and most difficult and most complex. So I thought going in, this has to be the answer. The answer has to be, I'm, I'm infertile. It has to be that I'm sterile. Because there's no other way. Uh, Life will even allow me to have a child that I would like before I was ready, before I technically was going to have one. But it'll give you one when you're when you're not ready for it, and then it will immediately take it away after you have become uh, completely stable on having a child. After you have become you know, a- after you've become used to all of the things that go along with having a child, you wanted to have a child, but but we're not going to give you one when you're ready. We're going to give you one before you're ready, and then you're going to get used to it, and, and you're going to love being a parent, and then we're going to take it away. And then we're going to make you have something that makes it uh, to where you can't have any more ever again. So I just knew that that was going to be the case going in and we get in there and sure enough, oh, we didn't find a zero. We didn't find a single sperm in your sample. I did. I didn't even have a visible physical reaction. Folks, I sat there like a sociopath when it happened because I was like, "Yep, check. All right. That sounds that's par all right good moving on what else what else is my are my testicles falling off too? Am my is my is my body going to shut down completely and I'm going to have to sit here as a brain uh, in a little shell and uh, exist there as my life like that too is that as well no oh that's coming later okay all right excellent So that is what happened with that. And it's going to be horribly upsetting and depressing. And honestly, I am worried that if there is nothing we can do about it, and that is the case, that I am sterile, that I am going to go off the rails uh, because I've spent uh, the last four years of my life putting myself back together after my son died and trying not to to go crazy and not going off the rails and keeping everything together and not crumbling underneath addictions and personal issues and pulled myself up out of the pit and started doing what I actually want to do in life and started saying fuck it with trying to be normal or trying to exist in a world where I know I don't fit in where I'm not normal and be who I wanted to be all along and now this happens and I'm a little worried that I'm going to go off the rails on this which means off the rails on everything. Because I've learned very recently how to start learning how to have self control after an entire life of not having any. Not having any self control when it comes to eating, not having any self control when it comes to sex, not having any self control when it comes to responsibilities. And now I've finally learned how to start doing that. I've really honed in on learning how to do that. And if this happens, I'm a little worried that that's going to go bye-bye completely. I do think that I am strong enough now to not go off the rails. But I know that if that's the case, then it's going to require me going away and spending a great deal of time with myself away From everything and everyone. And that's going to be hard to do when I have a wife and I have responsibilities. I have you guys who are apparently listening on this podcast. I just can't believe you are. Landry tells me how many downloads I'm getting. I don't believe it because I get no responses from any of you anytime I ask you to respond at assault and flattery at gmail.com I never get any responses from any of you even the criticize me or tell me I'm fucking stupid which even that would be enough but none of you ever respond which is fine I'm just saying that this may even disappear for a while or something if this turns out to be the case and I'm very worried about that because I don't want that to be the case but we will see I suppose Um, I think part of the reason it is easy for me to look at the reality the actuality of situations rather than my own emotional reality Uh, I think part of the reason I am so able to stop and look at the truth and find the truth and know when either side is exaggerating or know when there's bullshit going on of any kind from anyone is because of all the tragedy that's happened to me. It's because of all of the awful things that I've had to deal with realistically and, and figure out the actuality of everything in order to not lose my mind like a normal person would. So because I have the ability to do that, It gives me the privilege of being able to stop and think about things and look at the actuality and find the truth and accept it but I'm worried that this could trigger the downfall of me as a person and I don't want that so we will see what happens But in the meantime, everybody have a nice day and uh, keep freaking out over stuff that the news is talking about and stuff that's happening in our world. Um, I will be back soon and we will talk more about whatever's going on over the next couple of weeks. This is going to be a very interesting next few months. To see all the repercussions of what's going on with uh, Charlottesville and how Trump handles it and North Korea and all of this stuff. We'll see. Um, North Korea is supposed to bomb Guam this month before the end of the month. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. Uh, We'll see what happens. And, of course, anything that does happen, I will be here and talk about it. So, yeah. Anyway, all right, well, I'll talk to you guys Electric Candy, Bye. in association with Channel 4.5 Productions, presents Assault and Flattery with Joel Dameron. Dear hipster glasses, I see all the black players wear at NBA press conferences, which are ironically also worn by preppy white girls on Facebook. I will never wear you or let you touch my face or even graze my skin, but it's not because I'm an elitist douchebag, it's because you make your wares look ridiculous.